0: Father and our Lord, we bless your name this morning. We give you all the praise because you are faithful. Father, we thank you for the gift of life, for the privilege of being here. We thank you for the blessings of being able to be here to plan for another day, of still thinking about the future. Father, King of Glory, we Ask that you take all the glory in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask, O Lord, that our hearts will be open to you even this morning. Father, we ask that every voice that is contrary to your own voice be silenced even this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask that you have your way in our hearts and grant us understanding, O Lord. We arrest every atmospheric force, every council of darkness. Father, we hold every heart here, Father, captive to the obedience of Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Can we put our hands together for Jesus this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. So this morning, very quickly, we are building on foundations that have been laid um, about the kingdom lifestyle. And there's a lot that has been said over the last few months. And I think for as many as have taken heed to what has been shared from here, that God has been building upon their lives. Um precepts upon precepts, line upon line, and changing the course of their lives, I know in the beginning at the beginning of the year, a lot of things were discussed what that life is about, what things have the potential to interfere with it? The loss that we meet every day it was carefully laid out by the chaplain. And the second half of the year, it was also top-top. You know, all kinds of things have been shared there. And the things that matter, the things that matter, the things about seeking first, seeking primarily the kingdom of God, was shared very strongly on the 1st of July here. And... It was also said at that time, our minds were drawn back to what happened at the beginning of the year. And it became clear that at that time, nobody knew that on a day like this, it would be a few days after the burial of our brother, Izadi. Nobody knew that. Nobody. But that's what it is, because we get into the confusion, and I must say, of waiting too much for the rapture. And we get carried away by that. I was trying to analyze the other day, I said... If it happens today, there are somewhere, there's about 7 billion people on earth now, right? And we think that we're the most important people that have passed through this place. It's important to remember that even if on the average we've had about 2 billion people that have lived on the earth every century since Jesus resurrected, that's like. 20 centuries times 2 billion is 40 billion people. So 40 billion people have passed through. And then we have a final group that are going to be there when he shows up. Those who have passed through are waiting. The truth is that the most important day of our lives is today. Hallelujah. Whatever you're waiting for, whatever we try to wait for, let's remember that today can be the last. It's not a prayer that anybody leaves us. But we know that when they leave, if they, leave, if they have lived in the light, then it's a glorious homecoming to heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If anyone lives outside the light, we know what the scriptures say, and that shall not be our portion in Jesus' name. So we stand at this time that really, we all face all kinds of things. When it was a time of some of our mothers and fathers that were here, that are here, If there, it was more difficult for people to live in sin because it was concentrated. You know, things, for example, like the cinema was only in one place. In fact, I think I saw some of it in a way while we were growing up. And if you see a brother or sister going towards the cinema, you raise an alarm, right? But it doesn't matter anymore because the cinema now has been decentralised into our phones all that we open up is been decentralized so it doesn't matter anymore so it's a lot easier for the things that are here understand the things are here things praise the lord it's a lot easier for younger people and not just them but older people as well in this generation to be engaged in that decentralized scene and nobody knows about it and they are heading for destruction. It's been made a lot easier. So it's more difficult. And that's the reason why, whether you agree or not, if you're here and you are leaving the development of your children to television. And to those who come into your house. Friends, it would have been better that you didn't bring up a child. Than to have a child that you brought up here. That you brought into the world to go to hell. It would have been better that the Lord kept your womb closed. Than the child finds ends up in hell. There are families that are facing that challenge and they are doing a lot to reverse it. But then, and they need our prayers seriously. They need our prayers. But if the things that we are meeting every day, if we don't get what is going on, that this is a battle of kingdoms, if we don't get it in that way, you have a child through your choice of marriage. The child makes it into this world and the child ends up in hell. It's a disaster. It's a disaster to, to, how will I call it, to task shift our responsibilities. To hand over those responsibilities. So we go out and what the child knows is what the child watches on TV. The games they play. That's what characterizes the child's life the teen's life the young person's life praise the lord we read the text that we had we have for this morning both in the epistle and in the gospel and he speaks about a certain matter in Matthew 5 21 And he talks about the issue of murder. And then links it with the issue of getting angry with someone. And also calling someone a fool. And then cursing someone. He says that these things are destructive. How serious are they? He says... If you are coming to church and there is somebody that you have this problem with, it is of no value to come to church that day. If you want to donate a million naira to the Lord for missions and there is somebody who you have, you have an issue with, You remember it suddenly as an emergency. I got to this door and I remember it. He said, don't bother entering the church that day. Go and reconcile with the person. That money is of no value to heaven. If I am entering here and I have this I've looked at my spouse because of issues we are having. There is this bitterness I have developed in my heart, he said. That church you're entering and that thing you want to say is really not crossing the roof of the chapel. If I am here and I'm a young person, And because of the things that happened in my family, I've come to have this anger, bitterness towards my parents. Because of the way they act, he says, go back, deal with it first. There is no window. There is no window for the word of God to penetrate. If that is what's going on in my office, I've already started killing my potential to be a voice, a witness in that place. He never says that everything will look good for us in our relationships. But something that we find in the scripture is that he always reminds us that we should count those things joy. We shall find in them that he wants to do something with us. And it's that detail that we'll get into a bit. He says, Leave those sacrifices, go and be reconciled to that person. The truth is that we say, Have brethren who have bitterness towards brethren. Some of those issues even happened in church. Or was related to something in church. We have brethren who are angry with their siblings. Siblings. They are angry. Praise the Lord. When you are on the court, 25, when you are on the way to court with your adversary, settle your differences quickly. Otherwise, your accuser may hand you over to the judge. Look at verse 26. And if that happens, you surely won't be free again until you have paid the last penny. Let's remember that that adversary, sorry, that that judge can be the Lord. And if you carry something for which he had made free for you, he had asked that you drop on earth and you carry it to heaven, it so happens that you won't be free again until you have paid the last penny. And it is not possible to pay for, to be rescued in heaven. There is nothing like a place where people go and stay. And people are praying for the dead to be delivered from that place. There is nothing like that. That's why Jesus telling that story told them. He said, tell Lazarus to go and talk. He said, just forget it. If they want to hear, let them hear. He has ended up where he has ended up. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, just to summarize again, this kingdom lifestyle—all that has been shared, the kind of things that have been shared here—Luke 17:20 to 24 says, "And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, Luke 17:20 to 24, when he was demanded of the Pharisees, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them." And said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. It cometh not with what? (laughs) Hallelujah. Inasmuch as we know the science of all that is going on. And people are dying. That was why I pointed to that thing. That let's remember that tens of billions of people have died already. And for us, the difference is really in numbers. Death and the time is relative. One person died five years before the other. One ten years before the other. The other one twenty years before the other. Is the same direction. Hallelujah. And he said unto the disciples, Okay, so neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is where? Is within you. And he said unto the disciples, The days will come when ye shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and ye shall not see it. And they shall say to you, See here, or see there. Go, to the, go not after them, nor follow them. For as a lightning that lighted out, that lightened out of the one part under heaven, shineth unto the other part under heaven so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. Amen. And thank God for the songs that we sing. The first one we sang this morning reminds us of that issue of the kingdom. That irrespective of the observations we are making, the most important thing to God is whether the kingdom of God is now within you. Amen. Not whether he is king of kings and king of the whole world. Is he your king? Is he my king? Is he the one determining what I am doing each day? Is he the one determining the choices I am making? Or am I the one? If he's not, then he hasn't been crowned king in the heart, in that life. He may be king congregationally. But not king individually, personally, and those who are entering the kingdom are those to, for whom he has become personal king. Acts one six to eight, he told them, when they are therefore when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses. Amen. Can we say that together? And ye shall be witnesses. I can imagine after spending three and a half years with them, the first question when they saw him at resurrection, the question, the critical issue just before this was the last question he answered, was, are you now going to restore the kingdom of Israel? This same thing for which Judas thought that you will react and defeat them. This same matter that we started with. This same matter that we are asking about kingdom of Israel. And I noticed that after this, when the Holy Ghost came, They never talked about the kingdom of Israel again. They kept talking about how they were foreigners and strangers and how they needed to leave that place. In essence, their priority changed. Turned around. It appears to me that that is the biggest, that is the most important thing that the Holy Spirit does in a person's life. He turns our minds towards the kingdom completely so that everything we are doing each day, the choices are because of the kingdom issues. And while we are dealing with the things that we meet every day, when we are entering the office, what we are saying, Lord, today let thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in this place. When I'm going to market, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. When we're in Babylon, like Daniel, who excelled, it's about, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Did it stop him from excelling? No. I think that some of the things that people had confusion, I had, I had friends in medical school who failed out in year three. In year one, because they were reading, they were just talking about this. Not remembering that if you're operating like Daniel in a land, in the land of Babylon, you needed the best equipping. So whatever it is that is excellent, God wants you to understand it. If not, somebody like Saul would have, Paul would have suffered too much. But he understood the law of Rome. And when they came the second time, the first time it took him time, the second time he didn't wait to be sent into to be beaten first of all. The moment he saw that's what they were doing, he said, that, is it right for you to punish a Roman citizen without trial? That wasn't how he responded the first time. He wasn't going to face that a second time. Why? He understood what was going on. Some of us overlook excellence in our workplaces. That's not how kingdom people operate. They should operate like people who are like Daniel, who are like Paul. Not the rest of the children of Israel. Praise the Lord. You know those that came with Judah. They kept shouting. I mean, they wrote about them in the Psalms. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. I think some people also sing it like a Christian song. Praise the Lord. But there were people that God sent to Babylon. And he told them to settle down and build there. And get to know everything. They are going, if you want to get married, marry in that place. And Daniel followed that. And learned the language. And the Bible says that in that land he excelled. Amen. And those ones that were singing and shouting, where they were weeping and gnashing their teeth, Babylon swallowed most of them. But he wants us to be distinguished. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But what is the main thing that I want to bring out of this place? It is the fact that The lifestyle is simply a lifestyle of doing the will of God and teaching it. And that's what Jesus tried to summarize as saying that ye shall be what? Witnesses. That ye shall be witnesses. If we remember in Psalm 40 verse 6 to 10. It says, sacrifice as an offering thou did not desire. My ears have thou opened. You want me to settle down and hear what is important to you. That's why you are opening my ears. Otherwise I'll just keep offering sacrifices like they've been doing. I'll just keep going to church. I'll just keep moving around. I'll just keep serving. He said, the first thing I'm going to do is to pierce a hole in this ear. And, of course, he's talking about the spiritual ears. Bond offering and sin offering has thou not required. Then said I, this is a prophecy about Jesus, Lo, I come, in the volume of the book, it is written of me, I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness in the congregation. And on and on. Acts 13 verse 22. And I think we can read that together. Acts 13 22. It says there. I'll read from Good News Bible. That translation. After removing him, God made David their king. He was talking about Saul. God made David their king. This is what God said about him. I have found that David, son of Jesse. I found that David, son of Jesse, is the kind of man I like. A man who will do all I want him to do. Full stop. Haman and the king in Esther said, The king said, What shall I do to the man? What should the. What should the king do to the man whom he he desires to honor? Today, the Lord is still asking, What am I going to do to the man who I desire, who I delight to honor? What will make me be the delight of the Lord? It's about doing all he wants us to do. Praise the Lord. And we know, of course, all the ways that this is lived out. Well, we've been reading in Matthew 631 to, to thirty-three. Matthew six thirty one to thirty-three. I'm sure we are all used to it now, where he says that we should take no thought. And it has been interpreted as don't be overtly worried about this. And he says, for after all this do the Gentiles seek. One translation puts it as the Good News Bible. It says, these are the things the pagans are always concerned about. So I asked myself the day I saw that translation. I said, Lord, am I a pagan? Seriously? am i manifesting signs of being a pagan by those things that we we run after primarily am i am i not being a pagan i need your help if these are signs and symptoms of being a pagan <laughs> lord i need your help These are the things the pagans are always concerned about. And he says, instead, be concerned above everything else. Hallelujah. Above everything else. With the kingdom of God. Above marriage. Above career. Above money. Above everything. He said, be concerned about everything above everything else with the kingdom of God and with what he requires of you. With what he requires of you. What will it take to live that lifestyle? And he says, and he will provide you with all these other things. Praise the Lord. And I don't think that we should get carried away with the things that we face. There are many things that we fear. There are many things we seek. There are many things that we own. But a lot of times, especially if you're here and you're not born again, listen very clearly. When people sing, I surrender all to Jesus, Can you think about it? For those of us that have surrendered, what did we surrender? How useful were those things? We surrendered, we surrendered our lying, some their girlfriends, some stealing, some all kinds of useless things. What did we surrender? What exactly? We surrendered our weaknesses, some people it was their sicknesses, All kinds of useless things. I mean, what's important about us that we dropped? (laughs) That we are full? "Ah, i surrender. And sometimes it looks like we're doing God a favor. By getting born again. Or by agreeing to live that lifestyle that will take us where he wants us to be. There are useless things that we surrendered. Is it the car that we had? Did we really surrender it? Praise the Lord. The truth is that whether we surrendered the things that look like assets we had or not, let's remember that all things were made for Him and by Him including even principalities and powers, in in case you surrendered your idol. Hallelujah. (laughs) But it speaks to a certain point. All the things that we have, including the things that we fear, that's why we shouldn't be afraid of anybody. Somebody wakes up and says, Is this thing that is going to kill your destiny? Praise the name of the Lord. He says, Is this matter? There's something there against your destiny. And we start running around. Praise the Lord. We start running around. Those are not the things that are bought kingdom lifestyle for a kingdom child. It's impossible. Amen. Amen. I don't. I didn't hear that. Amen. I think you should say it for yourself. Amen. It's impossible. Why? He is the head over principalities and And that's why I like what the centurion did when Jesus confronted him. He said, Lord, I don't need you to come under my house for my servant to be healed. Just speak the word. He basically understood what happens in the kingdom. Amen. I don't need you. For those who wake up and somebody says, I must come to your, we are going to your house in the village to pray. And then they'll go and carry sand. And do I don't need you to come to my house to pray before my servant is healed. Why? You own the whole earth. So somebody says, bring this one, bring that one. I was told that a few weeks ago. <laughs> I told the person, even if I'm dying today, there is no penny of mine that is going in that place. <laughs> even if I'm dying Will all of us not die? I've seen that it's when people are no longer afraid of death that the devil leaves them alone. Praise the Lord. Why he knows you are not afraid of him, you wake up in the night. You are in Christ. And he's threatening to abort your life. And the lifestyle that God expects of us. And you are walking in it. And he wakes you up at night that he wants to kill you. It's just to stand up and turn the face to the other side and continue. If you disturb me again, I'll show you, Pepe. Will you leave? If you try it again. And you go and sit down. But there are men who make merchandise of our ignorance. And they take advantage of that if we are not consistently living the lifestyle. We are the ones that are trying to abort it ourselves. Praise the Lord. So we've taken all of that, Matthew 5 and up to chapter 7. I'm not opening them to read. Showing us that if we are really going to be witnesses, this is what it means to forgive somebody. This is what it means if you're going to pray. This is what it means we're carrying animosity. This is what it means. And that's, what, that's all we've been sharing this year. This is what it looks like. The same way that some of us get a help from the village, right? What do we do? The person has come from the village, for instance. What we try to do is to spend days trying to tell this is what it means if you are going to stay in Enugu. This is what it means how we lock our door. This is what it means in terms of the plates. In the, we don't leave plates overnight in the kitchen. This is what it means if you're going to carry this child. This is how we eat. This is when we pray. This is, those are the things that the Lord tries to guide us to understand. Because we've been uprooted from one kingdom. Colossians 1.13 Delivered from that kingdom. Transferred to another kingdom. If we're not comfortable with that, move from this place to a place that is very cold like Tibet. And fly your shirt you end up in the grave. There is a way that they live in Tibet. If you don't, your ki- code will, f- will kill you. But you see what happens and why we lose it. Why there is this abortion? Abortion means that there has been fertilization first and it's been implanted in the womb. But then it doesn't stay on to maturity to become a child. Why? Because We have been transferred and we've been shown the way. Different from our way. Different from the way of the world. And then we stay in that place. The king is the ruler. And there is a way that he says we should rule. We should go. But then we carry these things that are from this life. And come to live inside His kingdom... And we try to operate democracy inside there. I think that's our biggest challenge. That in the world we are operating democracy where everybody has opinion. While our new life is subject to a kingdom. Where if you try rubbish, you are slain. If you honor the king, you are exalted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we carry those things that we are learning every day from the way Nigeria is going, the world is going. So, how did they decide this one? So everybody say the eyes have it. (laughs) And then he says, Go this way. This is the best way for your life. Say, No, Lord, we didn't even discuss it. Lord, there's a way they did it. My fathers did it. And this one, (laughs) Lord, there's a call, there's a culture around here. There's a way we do it. Mark anyone that is opinionated. Too opinionated. His own feelings. You say, I, 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 I. (laughs) God have mercy on the person. It does not happen in a kingdom. If it does, you have killed something. Praise the Lord. And so I think that some of the best things or the best evidence that shows us that life is fruitfulness, harvesting souls for the king deliberately, urgently, passionately, committedly, and using all that pertains to life and godliness. I said, harvesting souls for the king deliberately, urgently, passionately, committedly, and using All that pertains to life and godliness. Sense, you cannot, you are probably contributing to aborting the kingdom lifestyle already. If you are murdering souls. What do I mean? Those that cross our paths every day. If there is no strong desire, if there is no desire in your heart about soul winning. You are not living kingdom lifestyle. It's impossible. You cannot be a friend of the king. And the interest, the primary interest of the king in this that made him die is not in your heart. It's impossible. Just delete it. You're making efforts to abort the life that you are giving birth to. Is impossible. It's for that reason that he came. It's for that reason that he lived. It's for that reason that he died. It's for that reason that eternity makes sense. If it is not a reason in your heart, in my heart, (laughs) we are disconnected. We are following our way. We are following our way. It's for that reason he gives us access to resources, positions, authority, all kinds of things that he opens to us. A family, a house. It's for that primary reason. That's why he was saying that if it's your primary concern, I'm going to make all these ones available to you because you're somebody that is on a journey. Of interest to my heart. So you are somebody seeking the kingdom. And he said those ones are now things that he does for us. As a response for what we are doing. But when we seek these ones. (laughs) We just miss the point. I think it is for those reasons that he warned us. In many ways. That the king will return. Luke 19:15, that illustration. Having received the kingdom, then he commanded that these servants to be, his servants to be called to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Praise the Lord. It might interest you to know that in Matthew alone, that Jesus spoke about the kingdom 49 times. That was the thing he talked about most, about the issue of the kingdom of God. And he also reminds us in Matthew 7, 21, that not everyone that said, Lord, Lord, shall enter that kingdom, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. So, what are some of the additional things that contaminate it? We've read the scripture, of course, about murder, blood, and what we do with people that are around us, our relationships. And I'll add some other layers If a man is not interested in God's vision on earth, he is looking for drugs, he is trying to swallow drugs that can abort this lifestyle. That can keep him from living in a way that there is no urgency. Remember the things I mentioned. Urgency, passion about the king's business. He's trying to lose that. A story that God used for us strongly is a story of Esau, which showed visionlessness. So, not having a vision is like saying, of course, the scriptures say that where there's no vision, the people walk anyhow, including walking into trouble, walking into their debt, walking into destruction, walking away from... The life that God has called them into, where there's no vision. And Esau in Hebrews 12.16. 16. I like the way okay, King James says, Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one Moselle of meat sold his birthright. The message translation as watch out for the Esau syndrome. Hallelujah. The Esau syndrome. What is that? Trading away God's lifelong gift in order to satisfy a short-term appetite. Okay, can I write that definition down? It's a message. Esau syndrome. Trading away God's lifelong gift. If there's a medical student around there, I'm sure he will have scribbled it quickly so that what you can't even read. Trading away God's lifelong gift in order to satisfy a short-term appetite. And what was God's verdict? Jacob have I loved. Esau have I hated. Do we see the character of Esau? It's the same character when the things that matter to God about eternity are not the things that move us. It's a symptom of that Esau syndrome. A medical syndrome has many things that are parts of it, to put it simply. Not just one disease, there are all kinds of things that go together. Like AIDS, so if that is not in place, it's a danger. connected to it is a third thing. Remember the first part we talked about was blue mother, and the things related to it anger, bitterness they all connected, as we've also seen in the book of first John. So rebellion is another kind of disaster if we want to kill where we are going. And we know the stories about Saul. But I want to say a word about the one of Isaac, because I think God delivered him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I think God delivered him. The Bible says that, Genesis 25:28, And Isaac loved Esau, because he did eat of his venison. But Rebecca loved Jacob. We remember Jacob, that God had told them before they were even born. That this one is the one that this transmission of vision will continue with. It's Jacob, not Esau. And Isaac, like many fathers, will also do. When they stick to tradition at the expense of Yahweh. At the expense of God's way. That's what our culture requires. That's the way our tradition. He's the first son. When we fail to recognize that we have lost our rights, that we have become subjects in a kingdom. A glorious kingdom. That's the way it's done in our place. Isaac, (laughs) if you permit me, I'll say that God knew what was, because the hair of our head will not fall to the ground without his knowledge. God had an idea why Isaac went blind. He knew. Why Who in his lineage was blind? <laughs> Which of his ancestors? Praise the Lord. They say glaucoma is inherited. Abhi. It's transmitted in some way. Prophets, <laughs> yeah. Who? Who? This man loved him and was finding, because of venison, he is, after all, he's a son that is bringing back money. You, that doesn't have anything. You don't even, what are you doing? And God is saying, bless that child. Bless that child. Forget his past. Forget the things you feel he has offended you with. If not, you are attempting to kill the kingdom lifestyle. I can't count on you to transmit blessings. Did you get what I said? I can't trust you to transmit my purpose on the earth. Because you might receive venison and alter the course of nature. Alter the course of the kingdom. There are some people that were doing it. Somebody slept with another. Instead of impregnating that one, they poured it out. God killed them. Hallelujah. Can he trust us? And he had to go blind. And that helped the cause of the Lord to continue. May God not make any of us blind because we are interfering with his purpose in Jesus' name. May we not find ourselves in that position where the (laughs) king of kings is against us. Is our enemy. We are resisting. May we not find ourselves there. In the name of Jesus Christ. Of course, the classical example is with Saul. And I'm trying to bring this together a bit. So that we can close. And we know for Saul that Samuel said of him, Had the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings, and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity, and idolatry. First Samuel 15, 20-26 Stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. When we are stubborn with the ways of God, when God has been shouting, that marriage is not for you. He's trying to protect you from something. He's trying to keep you from aborting what He has planted in your life. He's after something. He's trying to keep you from killing that seed the murder is not just about human beings It's murdering a vision murdering some a seed that god has sown murdering an assignment he has murdering a a something he's working on to make impact on earth that's actually what we are doing when we're doing that he says that's not the way that's not the way remember you are a citizen kingdom. It comes with responsibilities. And I don't think those responsibilities are grievous. The fourth item is on fruitlessness. And we've talked a bit about it. John 4:34 to 36. John 4:34 to 36. Where he said, "My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work." Say not ye, "There are yet four months, and then cometh harvest." Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he, Hallelujah! I love this. He that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal. That is. If I'm engaged in this, I receive my wages. There's no... He's here, he says he's going, to, he's going to give us those wages. Here. Hallelujah. And then, he's also gathering fruit unto life eternal. That's what real investment means. That's what, why it makes sense to invest in the Lord. That's why it makes sense. To invest our days seeking the kingdom. That's why it makes sense to invest in souls. That's why it makes sense to use all that we have in the marketplace as avenues for the kingdom. Let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done. And let me read this before we leave there and summarize. Luke 13, 6-9. Luke 13. And he spake also this parable A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon, and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and find none. One next did he say? Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? Why does he occupy space? Why really? God is really merciful. Why really do we occupy space on earth if the things that matter to him don't matter to us? Why? Why do we contribute to overcrowding the earth? Something more serious has to come out of our lives so that we don't fall into these kinds of things. Praise the Lord. And I want to end by encouraging us that God has very strong things that he wants to do in our lives. You know, in John 3, 7, he said, Marvel not that I say you must be born again. Why? Let's remember what he said about John the Baptist. Of all men, Born of women. That is everybody that comes to this earth. There is none. That is greater than John. Why? He was the one that introduced the savior of the world. There is none. So all that we can ever achieve in the world. We can never be greater than John. If it is those things that are driving us. Can never be greater than John the Baptist. But he said something. But he the least person that has made an entrance into the kingdom of God, the least person—if John were not born again, and he was the best person in this world, the greatest—and me with my riffraff, useless life—and he turns me and I get saved. He says, "I'm better than John the Baptist." Hallelujah! I thought we'd be excited at that. Hallelujah! He that finds his way to the kingdom is the one that goes on the wings of the Spirit. You can't predict him. You can't swallow him. You can't overtake him. You can't, you can't swallow him. You, no beggar can swallow him. <laughs> I don't know what you hear from wherever you hear. If that is your lot, if you are in Christ, nobody, nobody, can swallow you. Let's give Jesus a hand. Let's give Jesus a hand. And so he wants us to overcome. He's really out for us to overcome. And we must take that branch. He said, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the church. It's to him that overcometh, I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of paradise. In Revelations 2.11, he said, He that overcometh shall not be hurt by the second death. Revelations 2.17, he said, To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving him that receiveth it. Hallelujah. He said in Revelations 2.26, And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. Hallelujah. Revelation 3, 5, he said, He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Revelations 3.12 It says, he that overcometh, will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. Hallelujah. And he shall go no more out. That is, you are perpetually with him. Hallelujah. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him my new name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revelation 3.21. To him that overcometh, Will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Even as I also overcame. Hallelujah. We just have to overcome. We must overcome. We must overcome. We must overcome. In the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm set down with my father in his throne. And he's sitting with me. Hallelujah. Revelation 21, 7. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God. And he shall be my son. Can we rise up to pray? Can we rise up to talk to the Lord? The things that are trying to take us away from where he has positioned us. Can you speak about them in prayer? And address those matters. Let them take their seat. Let them find their level. Let them find their level. Can you address those issues? Can you address those issues? The things that are in keeping us. The things that are seeking to make us to, to have an abortion of this lifestyle. The things that are keeping us from soul winning. Whatever it is. I don't know how important your own job is. The things that are keeping you. Can you, can you address them? If this lifestyle is of interest. If this lifestyle is of interest. Can you address those issues? Can you address those matters? Can you address them for yourself? For yourself. For yourself. Can you tell the Lord, Lord, I am tired of this struggle. This struggle I offer myself. I'm tired of this struggle. I'm tired. I've been struggling because I want my way. I've allowed some things I have to do with my own way. I offer myself. Can we offer ourselves? Can we release ourselves to the Lord? Lord, (laughs) that you take me in this journey. That you take me in this journey. In this journey. In this journey.
1: In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we have a living hope. Lord, we shall live and not die. Lord, we shall not only live concerning the things of now, but we shall live concerning the things of the kingdom and live right to the end in the name of Jesus. Lord, we shall live not just physically, but we shall continually live spiritually in response to you, and in response to what you have given us for life and godliness, and not be aborted, and not be prematurely cut short, and not be walking just on earth, yet our relationship with you is already broken, and we are cast away even while we are still alive like Saul. Father, we say that will not be a portion in the name of Jesus Christ, but that is why we have brought ourselves in every of the lifestyles already, in every of the habits already, in every of the ways of living and ways of being things and ways of taking decisions, that we are already shortchanging you, bringing your windows shut, being stubborn, Lord in our speech, Lord in our heart, Lord in our relationship with others, that are already cutting us off from you, and making our witness of you, not those of the kingdom. Father in heaven, we sincerely are sorry. We confess of them, and we receive, God, even as we turn from them your forgiveness and repentance in the name of Jesus. We say, Lord, we turn to living, and living according to your lifestyle, and living according to your ways, and living on the foundation of the king of the kingdom, Jesus himself, who has given out the ways to live, the way to think, the way to walk, We live on his foundation, and will rest secure in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Almighty, that our lives shall shine forth, our conduct shall be a witness, our speech and our heart shall show forth that we live unto him who died and rose for us, and not unto ourselves, and not unto the world system, and not by the reason of tradition, and not a reason of what is trending around us. Father in heaven, we shall live secure in the name of Jesus Christ, your peace, your security, your sustenance, and your victory, and the joy of a life lived in Christ will shine forth from us in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, as you overcome, and thank you, Lord, as we show forth fruitfulness in the areas body you, and the passion and leading by the Holy Spirit every day, being witnesses of your lifestyle that shows forth as light to others drawing them to you, and drawing our lives, even in closer communion with you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray.